Hello, hello, hello to my favorite people and welcome or welcome back to the Unfreeze podcast with me, your host Zoe, coming to you from London. Unsurprisingly, I'm very excited to have you here for another episode. The feedback and downloads on last week's episode has been amazing. So please keep the comments coming on that as I'm so intrigued to hear what everyone's thoughts are. Anyhow, today we're not talking about last week's episode, we're talking about this week's episode, which is going to be all about limiting beliefs. And before anyone is like, oh, she's talking about limiting beliefs, that's also woo-woo and kind of manifesting and I'm not interested, blah, 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 think again. According to me, myself, and I, limiting beliefs are beliefs we hold about ourselves or about the world which hold us back. So maybe they are about how worthy you think you are. Maybe the limiting belief is about your capabilities. Maybe it's about your value. Maybe it's about what you are able to achieve in life or who you are or whatever. There are so many different types of limiting beliefs which we all hold and they hold us back so much. So to provide some examples, you might, for example, hold a limiting belief that you are not worthy of feeling good. And so anytime you do catch yourself feeling good, anytime, you know, you're having a fun time, your friendship's going well, your relationship's going well, you're in a good routine, you're working out, whatever it is, Anytime you catch yourself feeling good, you then self-sabotage because you hold this limiting belief that you're not worthy of feeling good and you find a way to make yourself feel worse. Or maybe you hold a limiting belief that you will never be a confident person. So you don't even try, grow or develop in the area of confidence and you're constantly putting yourself down and making yourself feel self-conscious and insecure because you hold this limiting belief. And listen, I don't know if that's the technical definition of limiting beliefs according to, I don't know, the Oxford Dictionary, but I honestly don't really care because it's the definition we're going to go with today. I don't even know if it's a phrase that's in the Oxford Dictionary, but it should be because it is so important. So to get more specific on the plan for this episode, and I don't even know if people like hearing the plan for the episode, but I know for me, when I listen to a podcast, I'm like, I want to know the plan up front. I want to know what I'm in for. I want to know what to prepare for, what is coming up. But I don't know if that's just me being me or that's everyone. Let me know. I'd be interested. But anyway, the plan for this episode, in case there are any me's listening, is to basically go through some commonly held limiting beliefs and break them down. And we're also going to talk about how to overcome them. And I'm going to share some personal examples of things I've done to overcome some of them myself. So some of the limiting beliefs we're going to cover are, I am not good enough, I don't have time, I do not deserve love, I am not strong, and I don't know what I want. So get excited for those because I think these are limiting beliefs which are going to resonate with a lot of people. Unfortunately, but also fortunately, because it also means we can discuss them and we can break them down. But of course, first, we have to do some random Zoe updates. So I'm trying to think, the last episode I recorded, I was in LA, and that's just wild that it was like a week ago, because oh my goodness, so much has happened since. So I flew back from LA, I was 
devastated to leave the whole thing was just devastating it obviously wasn't devastating I know that's like a really bad use of the word devastating but it also was devastating because I just loved it out there so I flew back from LA I had a total melodrama at the airport which I'm going to tell you about in a second then I had my last day of work in my now old job which was so sad but also so exciting because I've got a new job ahead of me and now I'm getting ready to move for Singapore so yeah I'm kind of exhausted but also excited there's been a lot going on I'm just trying to look after myself I'm spending this entire weekend with my family because some of my family are going to be away when I go to Singapore and honestly I'm just excited for family time We are going to my favorite Italian restaurant for dinner where I have been ordering the same spaghetti vongole without chili since I was 10. And please don't judge me. Number one, for the fact that I order the same meal at restaurants, I am a total same meal orderer and I just don't care. People are always like, it's so unadventurous. And I'm like, well, thank you for your opinion, but I'm just not going to take it on board at this time. Number two, also don't judge me for not liking chili. I actually find sriracha mayo spicy. It sends me into hot sweats. So if I can't deal with that, I obviously can't deal with chili. Yes, it's a bit of a problem that I can't do spice, but also like, you know, there are bigger problems to solve in the world than Miss Zoe Carton not being able to have spicy food. So anyways, moving away from my order at my favorite Italian restaurant, I want to explain my airport melodrama. There are so many things to fill you in on, but we're going to start with my airport melodrama. So when I was flying back from LA, I got to the airport, good old LAX, around two and a half hours before my flight was due to take off, which is quite early for me. I'm not someone who goes to the airport four hours before takeoff, but I'm also not like my parents who go to the airport as their plane is taking off. So I thought two and a half hours was nice and safe because I'm flying by myself and I just want it to be good. And I hate flying. I get really scared. I literally think I'm going to die in the plane. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of minimize stressful vibes. Anyway, all is going swimmingly. I check in, I get through security and then I sit myself down right under one of those boards which updates you on whether the gate is open and what gate it is. And I'm looking at this board literally every 30 seconds but for two hours. So I keep looking at this board for the next two hours every 30 seconds. And all it says is flight on time. And then like 30 minutes before my flight was meant to take off, I'm thinking to myself, this is really weird. They haven't shown me the gate. So I looked online whether the plane was delayed, but it didn't say that it was delayed online. So I was like, okay, this is a bit strange. Maybe I'll go and ask someone. So I'm packing up my stuff. And as I'm packing up, I glance at the board and I see the board change from flight on time to flight closing. Yes, you heard me. There was no gate 143. There was no gate open. There was no boarding. There was not even a final call. It was just flight closing. So I look at the gate number and I start running for my life, like sprinting. And plot twist, I was not a sprinter in school. I was never good at the 100 meters. I was always more of a long distance girl. So I'm sprinting even though I don't sprint. And I'm not familiar with LAX. And I was just in such a state of panic because 
There are flights I'm okay to miss, joking, there are actually no flights I'm okay to miss, but there are some flights I'd be more chilled about missing than this one, but I just did not want to miss this flight. I wanted to get back for my last day of work. So I'm running, I'm stressed, and because I'm so stressed, I run to the wrong end of the terminal. And side note, this terminal is big. So I get to the wrong end of the terminal and there's no plane and the gate is shut. So I just assume I've missed the flight. This is it. Game is over. The plane is halfway down the runway. Anyway, I checked the board and it turns out I hadn't quite missed the flight yet. I was just at the wrong end of the terminal. I say just as if that's okay. Nothing about the situation was okay, but at least the flight hadn't taken off yet. So then I start sprinting to the other end of the terminal And just to put this in context, I'd also done a soul cycle class that morning. So my legs were already sore and I'm running with my sore legs. And I then hear an announcement to the entire airport. And you know, sometimes you hear an announcement and they say, oh, final call. Can Miss Zoe Carton please come to the gate? No, 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 no. There was none of that. Instead, what I hear is, this is a message for Miss Zoe Carton. We are currently removing your baggage from the aircraft. So can you please come and identify it? And for a second time, I thought, game over. I should just stop sprinting. I should just admit defeat. And then I was like, no, I am Zoe Tara Carton and I am getting on that flight. So I ran and I was literally, I can't even say out loud, it's so bad. I was just screaming, I'm here. Like I was running through the airport screaming, I'm here, hoping they would hear me at the gate. But instead, I think people probably just thought I was crazy and someone probably called security. I would call security if I had seen me. Anyways, I get to the gate and I'm like, hi, I'm Zoe. Please let me on. Please let me on. And they were like, "Mm, mm, mm, okay. And then they spoke through their walkie talkies. And then they told the people to put my bag back on the plane and they told them to not give my seat to someone on standby. And then I got on the plane. They had to rejig seats. Everyone's kind of eviling me, but I just didn't really care. Slash I did. But anyway, my whole body was shaking. It was such a drama. So this whole thing just didn't do much for my trust issues because I'm like, if you can't even trust one of the boards at an airport to update you on what gate you're going from and when you're boarding, what can you trust in life? It was highly stressful and I hope that never happens again. But of course, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that dramatic. Although I've just made it sound like it was the drama of the series. If someone wants to buy the rights to produce this in a film, please let me know. Anyways, I actually have so many more things to update you guys on, which are funny. Like, oh my goodness, going to the Soul Cycle class I just mentioned with my boyfriend James and watching his face when the instructor told him to blow out a candle to mark his first session. I was loving it, but he was so confused. Anyways, I spent way too long telling you about the situation at LAX. So we're going to get on with this episode. My usual reminder that if you do enjoy it, please do rate the podcast. If you want to reach out with thoughts, questions, advice, queries, suggestions for future episodes, it's at Wonderfully Zoe on Instagram and TikTok. And my website is www.unfreezepod.com. As I said in the intro, we are going to chat through some commonly held limiting beliefs which hold us back in life. And we're also going to chat through how we can overcome them because 
We are total rock stars and we're way too amazing to hold ourselves back. So the first limiting belief I want to talk about, and by the way, these are kind of just a random selection which jumped out to me when I typed in to Miss Google what are the most common limiting beliefs. So the first belief is, I am not good enough. I think all of us have felt this in some way, whether it's at work, at school, in sports, whatever it is, maybe it's even in terms of looks or aesthetics. And the reason I wanted to start with this limiting belief and the reason I am so passionate about breaking down this limiting belief is I truly just think it is such a waste of the incredible and unique potential each of us has to let this toxic mindset, which tells us we are not good enough, hold us back. You cannot, like I will not let you, if you are listening, I will not let you let this belief hold you back, whether it's in terms of confidence, whether it's in terms of your career, applying for the promotion, switching industries, whether it's in terms of going to the gym, starting the 5k, texting the person you want to text, like whatever it is, you just can't let it hold you back because it's so hard to achieve things when you think you're incapable of them. So as long as you think you're not good enough, you probably won't achieve all the things you want in life, but not because you can't, but just because your mindset doesn't let you try with your fullest self. And something I always try to think about is that some of the most successful people on the planet have been stuck in self-doubt somewhere along their journey. And they've had the thought that they're not good enough. And I just think about how that shows that it's not a reliable thought because they've had that thought, but they're incredibly successful. So you just have to try and identify when that belief is stopping you from doing something and you've got to try move past it and say to yourself, I am not going to let this limiting belief keep me small. And there's so much to unpack here that I couldn't possibly do it justice, but it is a limiting belief that I personally tried to do quite a bit of work on. And I can't speak for anyone else but myself when I say that I think one of the biggest game changers when it comes to addressing this belief that we're not good enough is working out why we think we're not good enough. Because no one is born with the belief, I am not good enough. Like no 0.6 year old, is that a thing? 0.6? I think I... (laughs) I think I either meant zero year old or six months, but I blended the two and went from 0.6. Anyway, no baby thinks they're not good enough. That's what I'm trying to say. So maybe you've had people in your life who have made you feel like you're not good enough. Maybe you were made to feel that way by teachers, maybe friends, maybe you were always compared with someone and it made you think that you're second best, whatever it is. I think exploring why it is you think you're not good enough in certain areas of your life can be so helpful. And it can also be scary. So please do reach out for support from a healthcare professional or a therapist or a family member or a friend if you think you need it. But I think it's a really powerful one to explore. Another limiting belief which came up so much when I was doing my research is I don't have time. And honestly, I get kind of scared to talk about this one because it really depends on your context in life. And obviously, I don't have kids. I'm also not caring for anyone. I have supportive friends and families. Basically, I enjoy a lot of privileges, which mean I have more free time than 
I don't know, a single parent who's working double shifts to support their family. So basically, before I say what I'm about to say, I do want to acknowledge that there are some people in this world who are very time poor. And the statement, I don't have time, isn't really a limiting belief for them, but it's just factual. And it's probably so annoying for people to talk about it as if it's a limiting belief. But having said that, I do think that for most of us, myself included, I don't have time is a limiting belief because we do have time. We just choose to use it in a certain way. So for example, I legit told myself for two and a half years that I didn't have time to go to the dentist. Like, excuse me, who on earth do I think I am? Like, obviously I have time. I just chose not to use it to go to the dentist. And instead I was like reading my books, seeing friends, also working a job, of course, but among watching Netflix, recording podcasts, and doing all the things. So basically what I'm trying to say is that we do have time. It's just up to us how we use it. And the thing is, if you do want to use your time to watch Netflix, scroll on TikTok, whatever it is, that is so totally fine. It's your life and it's your choice. But if you choose to use your time to do that, you then can't use the phrase, I don't have time as an excuse or as if time is something which is stopping you from doing the things you want to do. And to be super clear, like crystal clear, clear to the level of see-through, I am absolutely not saying that people shouldn't watch Netflix or shouldn't scroll on TikTok. I do both every day and I actually think they're good for my mental health because they help me switch off. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't think we should convince ourselves that we have less time than we actually do and then let that stop us from going after the things we want. So for example, if you want to, I don't know, get into meditation, but you keep saying to yourself, I don't have time. If you scroll on TikTok for 30 minutes a day, maybe what you could do is scroll on TikTok for 25 minutes a day, and then use the extra five minutes for a meditation. So it's not about being extreme, but it's about thinking how you can take the free time you have and just shift some of it. So you're still doing the things which help you switch off and you have fun doing, but you're also using some of that time to go after your dreams, your goals, and do the things you deep down want to do, but you use the belief, I don't have time to limit you. So I hope you enjoyed my TED talk on time. Side note, I actually studied time at university. Don't ask how I got myself into this. I kind of by mistake chose the wrong module and had to study time as like a philosophical concept. It was probably the most confusing thing I've ever done. They tried to put time into numbers and I honestly think I probably just cried. But anyway, enough about that. The next limiting belief I want to talk about is the belief I don't deserve to be loved. So if you are listening, which obviously you are because only people who are listening are listening, what am I talking about? Please write this down because it's so important. You absolutely 100 million gazillion trillion bazillion percent deserve to be loved. And I am so sorry for whatever has made you feel that you don't deserve to be loved, but I promise you that you do, and you are so loved by the unfreeze forward slash wonderfully Zoe community. And if this is a limiting belief which resonates with you, I think an amazing place to start is by learning to love yourself. And I say learning because it's not an overnight process. I think it takes time. And I have thought long and hard about the best way to learn to love yourself. And I'm, 
I'm laughing because people are probably listening and they're like, oh, okay. Is that what you do with your free time? Do you think long and hard about the best way to learn to love yourself? But genuinely, it's what I do with my free time. It's probably the reason it took me two and a half years to go to the dentist because I was too busy thinking long and hard about the best way to learn to love yourself. So yes, I might not have complied with the email, which was like, Zoe, come to the dentist, but at least I've done my long and hard thinking. So back to the discoveries of this long and hard thinking. I think obviously the best way to learn to love yourself depends on who you are because different things work for all of us. But I do think that one thing which can be so helpful is to surround yourself with people and consume content which embodies self-love. So just seeing other people demonstrate self-love, I think is one of the most powerful things to teach us how to implement it ourselves. So hang out with friends who you think can teach you what it means to love yourself. Listen to podcasts, not even which necessarily talk about self-love, but more which just assume the importance of self-love. And also try and follow people on Instagram who you just think do things out of self-love and who talk about themselves in a really respectful way. So yeah, I think just seeing self-love modeled is one of the best ways to try and implement more self-love in your own life and kind of not copy, but be inspired by other people and how they are approaching self-love. Okay, next limiting belief, which is probably the one we're going to discuss today, which resonates with me most deeply. And there are a thousand and one backstories as to why I personally have held this limiting belief in the past. And I won't bore you with all those stories here because I feel like I've used all my story coupons by talking about LAX and the melodrama that went on there. But anyways, the limiting belief is I am not strong enough. And maybe some people interpret this to be physical strength, but I care less about how physically strong I am. Like, to be honest, with the amount of wash bags I pack, I'm never going to be able to fully carry my bag. That's just, that's a fact. I'm fine with it. Pick your battles in life. I interpret this more as mental strength. And something I've learned over the years, I sound like I'm 94 over the years. Who do I think I am? Something I've learned maybe over the last two years is that we are all so much stronger than we think we are if we are willing to put in the work to shift our mindset. And that's genuinely why I think it's so important to talk about limiting beliefs, because if we can move past them, we can find more strength than literally we ever thought we had. And it sounds cheesy, it sounds corny, but I just think it's so important. And for me personally, one of the biggest game changers to overcoming or like starting to overcome this limiting belief that I am not strong enough was believing in myself and also believing in the power of all the habits, which I put so much effort into building up over the years to support myself. So trusting that they will help me and they will keep me strong through hard times, challenging times, busy times, whatever it is. So an example of those habits is meditation. That's been a game changer for me and it's given me more strength to keep calm through the chaos than literally I ever thought was possible. So please do not let other people make you feel weak. They do not know the half of what goes on with you or what you go through. And also don't let past experiences let you think that you are weak or that you are not strong. You are not the person you were two years ago. You're not even the person you were yesterday. You're stronger than that. So back yourself. And if you don't already know this, if I haven't already mentioned it, plot twist, I have. You are a total rock star and you need to believe that. 
Okay, wow, I think we all need to take a deep breath, but we're also going to move on to the next limiting belief. This is the last one I want to talk about. And it's really interesting because I never thought about this as a limiting belief until I read it as a limiting belief. And the belief is, I don't know what I want. And after doing some reflection, I do agree that this is a limiting belief, not because people are lying when they say, I don't know what I want, but more because we maybe think our goals and dreams are too audacious. So we write them off or we dismiss them and we say, I don't know what I want. And then we don't do anything because we think we don't know what we want, when maybe we do know what we want, we just don't think we're entitled to it, or we think it's too out there, or we think we could never possibly achieve it, or all those other limiting beliefs which play into it. And I think it's also a limiting belief in the sense that we don't need to know exactly what we want in life to try things out, to experience different things, to experiment. Absolutely no one has it all figured out. So if you are waiting to figure out precisely what you want in life in order to get the show on the road, you're going to be waiting forever because there is no point where you're like, ah, everything makes sense. I know exactly what I want and I can go after it now because things change. Our opinions change. Different things come up. And I think we're going to have to go with the flow and be open to what's in front of us. So I guess, and by the way, I'm giving this advice to myself as much as I'm giving it to everyone else, but I guess don't limit yourself by convincing yourself that you don't know what you want when maybe you do have more of an idea than you thought you did of what you want. You just have to work on allowing yourself to feel worthy of it. You have to work on allowing yourself to believe you're capable of it, or you have to work on dropping this notion that you have to have everything figured out before you go after some of the things you want in life. So with that, we're going to wrap this episode up here. I think that was literally one of my favorite episodes ever, kind of rogue, but also not that rogue. So if you want to hang out with me before the next podcast episode, you can follow me on Insta, which is at Wonderfully Zoe, or TikTok, which is also at Wonderfully Zoe. My TikTok is kind of where I just embarrass myself and the Instagram is more self-awarenessy. So that's like the difference between the two. My website is www.unfreezepod.com. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. If you did enjoy this podcast, please do rate and review it. And I will speak to you next week. <laughs>